I am presently the director of a nonprofit organization called Spectrum Youth and Family Services, Spectrum for short. And Spectrum is based in Burlington, Vermont, which is the largest city in the state. At Spectrum, we work with teenagers and young adults who are homeless, runaways, kids suffering from addiction, suffering from mental illness, kids who are in the foster care system or getting ready to leave the foster care system, young people who've been arrested and are in the juvenile justice system or the courts, young people who've dropped out of high school, young people without jobs or job skills. And I should say that when a young person comes to us for help, invariably they represent some combination of the above. It's rare for a young person to come to us who is just in foster care or just in the court system. For example, it could be a young person who's homeless who's also addicted to drugs, or a runaway who suffers from mental illness, or frankly, several combinations of these things. I've been at Spectrum for 13 years as director, and I was there about two years when an 18-year-old young woman showed up at Spectrum asking for a bed in our shelter because she was homeless. She literally had no place to go. Her name was Stacy, and during the intake interview, she showed our counselor bottles of Prozac, Respiridone, Effexor, and Depakote, all of which she'd been prescribed. I don't know why I remember those four medications, but I do. And those are powerful antipsychotic and antidepressant medications. She also told our counselor that she had just been discharged from a psychiatric hospital, that she'd try to go back and live with her mother, whom she hadn't lived with since she was eight, but her mother was an alcoholic and she didn't think she could live there. Stacy also admitted to our staff that she had a history of cutting herself. So this is all during the intake interview, and I don't do those interviews. At Spectrum, we see over 1,500 kids in the course of a year. I'm the director. I don't get involved in individual decisions like that. But word got up to me that our staff were really conflicted about what to do with this young woman. Even though we deal every day with young people who have all kinds of emotional difficulties and are on all kinds of medication, our staff were really, really alarmed by the severity of Stacy's condition. And they weren't sure they could handle her with all of her problems and difficulties. This was a really, really tough case. I do remember talking to one of their staff from our drop-in center. So we have a shelter where kids live, and below that is a drop-in center where kids can come off the street and get a free hot lunch, free hot meal, clothing, take a shower, do their laundry. Right next to it is a free medical clinic. And I remember talking to one of the staff, and I remember him, somehow he knew about Stacy's mother and the home situation. And he said to me, this girl cannot go back and live there. Absolutely not. Thankfully, our staff who run our shelter did decide to give her a chance, and she moved in. And she did okay. It was definitely a struggle. She struggled, and we struggled too. But she basically followed all the rules in the shelter, which are pretty basic. Waking up early every day, looking for work, going to school if you've dropped out of high school, taking certain life skill classes we offer, things like that. And after a few weeks, Stacy did well enough to transition to another house we have called Maple Street. And we call it that because it's on Maple Street in Burlington. And at Maple Street, each young person gets the key to the front door. They get the key to their own room. 
They pay one-third of their income in rent. They open up a bank account. They do community service, volunteer service. And we really stress independent living skills at Maple Street, such as budgeting, cooking, finishing high school, going on to college or a trade school. I always say, at Maple Street, we teach kids all the things I was lucky enough to have parents teach me. These are the things you're going to need to know to make it on your own at some point. Things like what a lease is, how credit cards work, how financial aid works, all that kind of thing. And at Maple Street, you can stay for up to two years. And that's when I got to know Stacy a little bit. I would go over there and cook every couple of months. I still do over at Maple Street, make dinner for the kids and have dinner. And I got to know her. And uh, she was sweet. I really liked her a lot. She was a really lovely person. So Stacy was with us at Maple Street a couple of months when she wrote this letter. And I'm going to read you a few lines from this letter. I love this letter. I keep this letter in my briefcase wherever I, wherever I go. It's that powerful. And she starts off, One of the most important days of my life was in August 2005. I got into the Spectrum Shelter. It was such a relief to get into the shelter. It pretty much saved my life. Before that, I had spent eight months in a program for mental health in Ohio. The program did not help me out, and I had nobody to tell what was going on who would actually believe me. The eight months I was there, my cutting progressively got worse. I was dealing with anorexia and got in many fights with other residents and staff. Towards the end, I went to jail for assault against a staff member. When I turned 18, I was discharged and sent back to Vermont. Everything hit me so hard, I was at a loss of what to do. I returned to my mother's, where I haven't lived since I was 8 years old, since I had spent 10 years in foster homes, group homes, shelters, detention centers, and programs. And my mother's problem of alcoholism was still there. When I was at my mother's, I ended up in the mental hospital a week later for two suicide attempts. I just broke down. In June, I decided to get involved with Spectrum and started working on my GED. I got my GED in August and Spectrum threw a graduation party for me. As I did all this, I pushed myself to do what was important. I didn't let my depression hold me back this time because I had to prove to people what I was capable of. I continuously went to the Spectrum Drop-In Center and talked to them and told them that I would prove to them that I could turn things around and be safe. As a couple of weeks went by, they saw me turning things around. I started going to counseling again. I got involved in the jobs program at Spectrum and agreed to go back to the mental health program in South Burlington and actually complete it this time. They were very surprised at how fast I turned things around. After five weeks at the Spectrum Shelter, staff worked with me to get into the Maple Street house. Maple Street has been a great experience, and everybody continues to help me out every day. Staff was really supportive the few times I relapsed and cut myself. I ended up finding a great job at the hospital doing housekeeping. I'm a lot happier now since I have so much going for me. I have a good job, I'm going to school, and I think the class I'm taking, Dimensions of Learning, will help me out a lot with reading and my fear of talking in front of people. I'm also involved in the Burton Chill program, where I learn how to snowboard. That one day where I got into the Spectrum Shelter helped me out so much because it led to so many other things. Spectrum worked with me to get a stable place to live. 
They helped me find a job. They supported me when I had some hard times and helped me find healthy and positive hobbies. By being at Spectrum, I have found happiness in myself, great people, a reason to keep going, and so many new experiences. Without Spectrum, I don't know where I would be today. They saved my life and helped me open my eyes and realize how much was out there for me. Stacy kept living at uh, Maple Street, and she just improved and did better and better. And she wrote one more letter just as she was going to leave. Just going to read you two or three sentences. This is what she wrote just as she was going. I think I've changed tremendously in the last year and a half. It's like one extreme to another. I feel like a new person. This is the first program I've ever completed, and I'm very proud of myself. It's amazing to see that I've made it this far in life after everything that has happened. So Stacy left. She moved out on her own to her own apartment. And people ask me all the time, so does Spectrum follow these kids after they leave you to see how they're doing? And back then we didn't. We didn't have the money to do that. When a young person left, we just hoped they did okay. Now, we're in a better financial position and we actually, when young people leave us, our staff keep in contact with them up to age 26, which is good. That's really needed, and I'm glad we have the money to do that. But back then, no. Stacy left, and we hoped for the best, and frankly, I never expected to see her again. But seven years, eight years later maybe, I am standing in line at the Department of Motor Vehicles in South Burlington, Vermont, to get my license renewed. The DMV opens at 7.30 in the morning, and I hate waiting on lines, any line. So I got there at like, I don't know, 7.20. And even then, there were still plenty of people online to get in the building. So when they finally let us in, the line snakes all around the building. And even though she's about 20 people behind me, who am I standing shoulder to shoulder with because of the way the line snakes around Stacy? And we recognized each other immediately. I was like, Stacy! And we hugged each other, and we laughed, and I asked her how she was doing. And really well, she said. And she just had this big smile. And I said, are you working? You still working? And she said, yes. She loved her job. And I had heard a rumor that she had gotten married and had a child. So I asked about that. And she said, yes, I'm married, uh, and it's true, I have one boy, but I have two boys. I have two kids. And I think she said they were like age six and four. And I laughed. <laughs> I always ask people who have more than one kid. I said, do they get along? Because I grew up with four siblings, and we're, we're always fighting with each other. We're great now. We love each other now. We're always fighting as kids. So I said, well, do your boys get along? And she said, sometimes, which made me laugh. I thought it was just like a very honest response. So we talked a few minutes more, mostly about Spectrum, you know, and some of the staff we both knew, you know, some of whom had left Spectrum, some were still there, we would talk about them, different kids we knew, and then before I knew it, the DMV is flashing my number, I have to go up to the counter. So I just gave her a big hug and, and said goodbye. And uh, later on, uh, leaving the DMV, driving to work, I flashed back to that day when Stacy had first showed up at Spectrum years earlier, you know, carrying all those bottles of medication, you know, her talking about her history of cutting, her psychiatric problems, 
And I remembered, you know, how apprehensive our staff had been and how they almost didn't take her in and how if they had made that decision, I doubt I would have overruled them. And I'm just so grateful that we had people at Spectrum at that time, and really who we still have, who were willing to give a person like her a chance. I'm just so grateful we have people at Spectrum who are that compassionate and who are willing to help someone in need despite all the difficulties and all of the risks. To me, Stacy's story is about two things. It's about her own personal resilience, and it's about the healing power of relationships. This was a young woman who had experienced tremendous trauma throughout her life. Trauma that would have been debilitating for all of us. But because of her own resilience and because of the compassion and love she was shown by the people at Spectrum, she was able to transcend all of that trauma in her, and she was able to create a life of meaning and happiness. And that, to me, is what this story is about. It's about personal resilience, and it's about the healing power of relationships. Thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by Liam Redman. This is Mark Redman. And the podcast is So Shines a Good Deed. Thank you.